It's showtime. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this 26th day of February 2024. February's almost done. And what a relief that is. We approach the month wherein spring arrives and all that that entails. This is the horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the Merry Wackies Any Real-Time Madcap Multimedia Extravaganza. That is the Horn Chat Room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round. And if you pop by the chat room right now, well, you'll uh, you'll be greeted by the early arriver and, you know, me. Uh, that would be Squeaky. Squeaky and I are in the chat room right now, and it's, we are capably moderated by... Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, Bud Trimmer Emeritus, and Zimmergist Extraordinaire, Roger in Oregon. And there's Theo popping by after a lovely weekend at the Oregon coast. Hey, Theo. Hi, I'm Robin. It is Moran Monday on the Horn, the final Moran Monday of February 2024. And we have them stacked up like cordwood. Yes, we do. Oh, my goodness gracious. All manner of morans. The, the, the dumb, the vulgar, the evil, stupid. Lots and lots and lots of morans. Whew. It's gonna, it, it, will be, it, it will be busy this evening, I promise. But every program here... If, oh, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, pretty please, like... Each episode, like each episode, uh, consider subscribing on multiple platforms just so you'll always be notified if one of the platforms fails to catch an upload. Uh, try to get the program uploaded as quickly as possible each evening afterwards. But we have experienced uh, some platforms, you know, they just screw up sometimes. Nothing's perfect on this planet. And so if you subscribe on multiple platforms, even if one doesn't show up in one place, it'll show up in another. And, the, the, of course, one of the most useful things, one of the most helpful things, and it costs absolutely nothing, is to simply 
leave a review on whatever platform you're uh, you're 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 listening to the program on, wherever, and that raises our visibility and the community's visibility on the given platform, and makes it more likely that like-minded people will find this long-running conversation, this experiment in independent, not profit-driven, uh, non-corporate, non-commercial, progressive, liberal broadcasting. Huck it up? Yes. And so uh, that's, a, that's a big help. But every, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So thanks go out to our 26th, 25th, and 24th day of the month subscribers. Uh, so thank you very kindly to Emilio. Thank you, Emilio, very, very much. And thanks as well uh, to Ralphs. Thanks so much uh, to Mark and to Peter. Thank you, Samson. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of the program, and thank you to Felicia, formerly of Nebraska, now happily of Southern California. Uh, this is for the Joe Madison, what are you going to do about it, challenge. One less clear voice amplifying the importance of yours. Thanks for all you do. Oh, Felicia, thank you so much. That's so kind of you to say, and his voice will be much missed. And so the fundraising goal to finish February, instead of just, we got four days of February left, today through Thursday. And to finish February fully funded, wow, that's alliterative, finish February fully funded, uh, we need to raise $1,175. And that'll, uh, that'll put us in good stead heading Heading into March and heading into spring, ah, I can almost feel the warmth of Appalachian spring sunshine on my shoulders. But I also recognize that, well, I remember a couple of springs ago when the first day of spring arrived with a with a snowstorm. It's, uh, yeah, it can be a little sketchy around here, but I'm looking forward to a fairly nice week. And by the way, in terms of the schedule, um, the only possible impediment to it is Thursday the 29th. It's ACLU Lobby Day down at the West Virginia State Capitol, so it's going to be one of those crazy days where I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and get out of here at like 6 to make sure that I'm in Charleston in time to uh, participate in everything. We're going to be talking to some legislators, no matter how fruitless it may seem. But you got you got to show the flag, and we have to, we have to uh, give voice to the idea that constitutional civil liberties are still a going concern, even in a maggot wasteland such as this state presently is. 
and then I've got another appointment at 11.30, and then I'll be heading home, and I'll be dead on my feet. But my entire plan is to uh, be on air Thursday evening. But So I've got an appointment tomorrow, um, doctor's appointment tomorrow, and a... Uh, and then, and then Thursday, everything else looks pretty much uh, wide open and clear. Fingers crossed. But, yeah, oh, uh, thank you, Ralphs. Ralph says, I'll offer a $25 challenge for Donnie not posting a $450 million bond. Uh, he's, got, he's got, I think, two weeks to post the bond in... Uh, e. Jean Carroll's case, and then he's got 30 days to post his bond in the uh, Manhattan fraud disgorgement. And I have a feeling it's not going to be something he's able to able to easily do, or able to easily do for that matter. And so, yeah, uh, here here's to. Uh, Tish James starting to uh, auction off Trump properties about 31 days from now. So that would be what? Uh, oh, that would be about March. Th- well, that's going to be that's going to be my youngest's birthday. What a birthday present! What a cause for celebration! Because even if he tries to post a bond, so there's a $25 challenge out there. That's the crux of it. And that would get us down to 11, uh, 11.25 to go to finish the month of February. Thank you, Ralphs. But here's the problem with a bond. He either has to post cash in the full amount to keep the judgment from being executed during the pendency of any appeal, or he can post a bond. Now, in, say, a run-of-the-mill garden variety uh, criminal case, for instance, if a cash bond is required in order to get the defendant out of the joint, then usually you can go to a bail bondsman who will charge you 10% of the bond amount in order to guarantee your appearance at court proceedings so like if it was a $2000 bond you'd have to pay 200 you never get that money back because it's treated as a fee for the bond but this isn't some you know this this isn't a matter of him being charged with fencing some shit in the street. This is a $450 million bond we're talking about that is the result of a disgorgement judgment for what has belonged to the state of New York all along and belongs to the state of New York right now. And again, in April of last year, he testified under oath in a deposition that he had about $400 million cash on hand. Because you've got to have some cash on hand to run things like his tacky-ass golf motels 
or bed bug infested hotel at, at, at Doral or that or, or that ugly ass shrine to his own vanity at Magaloco. And if he puts that up as bond, how's he going to make payroll? Bueller? 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 Bueller, do you have $454 million I could borrow? <sighs> Gee, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. And, uh, Uh, his niece, Mary Trump, who, by the way, responded to Nitwit Nero's favorite pontificating lawyer, Jonathan Turley, saying that he had discovered something crooked about Joe Biden's great-great-grandfather. Oh, fuck off, Jonathan Turley. But upon seeing his, uh, his ex that he posted to excrement, Mary Trump replied, now do my family. Her. Because her family, the Trump, at least the Trump side of it, is, compro- is comprised of con artists, draft dodgers, and pimps. That's where the vast Trump fortune beca- it began. In a bordello. Hmm? Really. But moreover, uh, this past week, uh, Mary uh, gave yet another interview. Um, in which uh, she responded to some of the things that Judge and, and Goron said. In the disgorge, uh, disgorgement uh, final order, and to, and as well as to remarks by the Attorney General Letitia James, saying that he's going to lose the appeal. But what she suggested really uh, chapped his ass was when uh, the Attorney General's office suggested that they will seek judgment enforcement mechanisms in court and we will ask the judge to seek his seize his assets. And she remarked, knowing Donald as I do, here's why I know this statement will push him closer to the edge. First, James implies that there's a possibility Donald does not have enough cash to satisfy the judgment and that enough is, that alone is enough to enrage him. And she said he's obsessed with his net worth, and he goes to great lengths to convince people he's enormously wealthy. It's a significant part of his identity. Donald Trump identifies as wealthy. And because she is a Ph.D. psychologist, Mary Trump said the urgency with which he clings to the false idea that he is richer, more successful, and more talented than he is serves to hide the truth, not just from us, but from himself that he is, quite simply, 
a loser. And Mary Trump quoted A.G. James saying, We are prepared to make sure that the judgment is paid to New Yorkers, and yes, I look at 40 Wall Street each and every day. With uh, Mary Trump saying, while you're at it, A.G. James, how about Trump Tower? And so, with that line, Donald Trump will not like this, and it will push him closer to the edge. Mary echoes, of course, uh, Todd. The sage of South Carolina, when he posited Todd's law, he ain't going to make it. He ain't going to make it. But speaking of uh, the people who identify as wealthy, let's, uh, let's take a quick peek at, an, at, a, at a couple of other Morans. Because, after all, it is Moran Monday. And, uh, oh, uh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Billable Rick. Billable Rick just uh, jumped in and finished and and answered Ralph's um, judgment at Manhattan challenge. So we are now down to uh, 11... 25 to go to finish the month of uh, February, 11.25. So thank you. Thank you, Billable. uh, We're off to a good start. But speaking of uh, billionaires, it is, of course, Moran Monday. And, well, I know you can can hear hear the uh, pumps working as the Calliope steam-powered that it is just like the uh, catapults on aircraft carriers that Nitwit Nero uh, so enthused over. Yes, it's time to open the Moran Monday tent. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. You know, morons. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right up. You will not believe your ears. It's Moran Monday on the horn. Yes, yes, indeed. Each and every Monday, the the Moran Monday circus comes to a city or a town or a village near you where we set up just off the main uh, carnival midway, just steps away from where people throw ping pong balls at goldfish bowls in a vain desire to take home a precious little baby iguana. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, For only $10, a $10 monthly subscription via PayPal to the horn, well, you can make sure that Moran Monday keeps on traveling. The Moran Monday uh, traveling tent show. And we've got them all, y'all, for less than a cost of a half a stick of Wrigley's Chewing Gum, unpaid product placement per program, you can know that we will continue to highlight 
of birthers, deathers, tenthers, baggers, birchers, booger readers, libertarians, Republicans all, who make up the biggest part of Moran Monday. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed, they're all right here behind this thin cybernetic veil of canvas. Each and every sort, constantly changing, constantly rotating in new Morans. But there is a warning to be had as you enter the, the flaps of the Moran Monday tent. Please keep a close, close hand on wallets, purses, clutches, bracelets, rings, necklaces, yes, even piercings, children, small animals, including that adorable little baby iguana, even European-style messenger bags, because the Morans can get grabby. Head for the hills, or you'll be up to your armpits and Morans. And it's a fact. And we're right out of the gate with a couple of them. Uh, Emilio with a note. Uh, people who identify as wealthy. What are their pronouns? Bastards, asshats, jerks, incurable, greedheads, imbeciles. Uh, pick of the litter, Emilio. Pick of the litter. So, as I said, we got a couple of more ends. In this case... And it's no surprise he's returned to the Moran Monday tent, y'all. It's, who else? Alex Jones. Yes. Alex Jones claims that free speech absolutist Leon Scum is censoring... He, Alex Jones's, excrements. And he took to the air today to piss and moan and bellyache about what's being done to him. Yes. You have the hockey puck, y'all. This. And uh, we'll get there as soon as the uh, as soon as the ad runs. Sometimes it's, it seems like some, the ad comes back even if I uh, even if I've queued it up before the program as I did. Uh, in this case. Oh, we know the specifics of what's happened, but we're not sure if Elon Musk is behind this <laughs> or if it's ghosts of the machine, employees and people that after he goes by and sees something happening and frees it up, it's a big company, big organization, they come back and incrementally put the shadow banning systems in place. And it's the first many articles because I decided to go ahead and talk about it today. So I told the crew about this morning and they put out one article that just 100% proves in this one area, InfoWars is being massively censored on X, formerly Twitter. And then we've been observing a bunch of other things going on, but I've asked users to check it themselves. And I've asked people that are way more proficient on social media and tech to investigate it. And they're, this has been going on for a few weeks. They're like, absolutely, this is being blocked. Now, when Elon Musk took back over, or took it over, what was it, a year plus ago, he said he would bring freedom you know, back, and I think to a certain extent he has. He's certainly himself been 
going after the globalists and just irrevocably damaging them. There's something very positive about that. But then when he brought me back on three months ago, we weren't allowed to do spaces. We weren't allowed to, to, to post me video. It got raised to him. He said, yeah, we've got to reconnect all that. There's a lot of connections. Sometimes the defaults turn back on. The live feed from last night pops up, but then disappears. And that's what people are... Re- so, so is that a glitch? Maybe so, but what I'm calling this is algorithmic shadow banning. I thought he was going to say terrorism. Throttled shadow banning, where it's done a lot of different ways, but it's definitely going on. And so I think we're at the stage here of finding how bad the manipulation is on X, which, you know, it's total on the other platforms. So it's still, you know, way more open and free. You know, let's say when Musk took over, freedom on there was about, on a scale of 1 to 100, about a 2. And then Musk brought it back up to like, let's say, an 80, as 100 being the best, and now it's starting to drop down to like 70. We need to have a discussion about that and find out why that is and what changes have been made. Or is he doing what Google did 25 years ago, where they're open and free at first, could get everybody on the platform, and it works so great and it's so wonderful, then over time, they start bringing in controls until now it's a complete and total fraud. I mean, is that all he was doing was buying it while wall westing it for a while, kind of reinvigorate it and give it market dominance and then start going back to what all the other tech giants did? I mean, I've, I've, I've said I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. But we're... Yeah, because he, Alex Jones, has the benefit of a doubt to give. So can you tell how he's tiptoeing around, uh, absolutely going after Leon Scum? Because he's not entirely sure, but he's butthurt. He's definitely butthurt. Algorithmic shadow banning. Algorithmic throttled shadow banning. <sighs> oh, it's so hard out there being being Alex Jones. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more on the judgment issue relative to Nitwit Nero. Uh, he, uh, well, counsel for the parking garage, Alina Havana Havana Havana. Uh, yeah, sorry, it never gets old. Maybe to you, but not to me. Uh, that, 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 whole, that whole Jackie Gleason vibe that comes with Havana 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 is just, well, Perfect for me. Um, well, Nitwit Nero, via counsel for the parking garage, asked for, and well, nothing else. This takes brass. Uh, writing his order over the weekend, Judge Kaplan, Lewis Kaplan, said, Mr. Trump, it's President Trump, damn it. Mr. Trump, has moved for an administrative stay of enforcement pending the filing and disposition of any post-trial motions that he may file. He seeks that relief without posting any security. The court declines to grant any stay, much less an unsecured stay, without first having afforded plaintiff a meaningful opportunity to be heard. And so, uh, E. Jean Carroll's counsel, uh, Robbie Kaplan, has until this Thursday, the 29th of February, to respond to the motion. 
and then uh, counsel for the parking garage has until March the 2nd, which is two days later, Saturday, to respond to the, well, to respond to the response. And uh, the argument, like I said, it was brassy, if nothing else. Having argued to the jury that President Trump has great financial resources, plaintiff is in no position to contradict herself now and contend that she requires the protection of a bond during the brief period while post-trial motions are pending. This fact nullifies risk to the judgment creditor and weighs heavily in favor of an unsecured state. See, this is him doing the same thing he did in New York, or, you know, in the AG trial. On the one hand, as Mary Trump pointed out, he claims that he's fabulously wealthy. Rich, 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 rich. We're in the money. Right. But then he turns around and pleads uh, to the court that because he's so, because the plaintiff, E. Jean Carroll, said he's so rich that he shouldn't have to <sighs> post bond. The thing is, there's nothing, there's nothing particularly special about posting this bond. It's typical, it is de rigueur, it's standard in civil judgment cases, if the defendant wants to appeal the decision. But he says that he's so rich he shouldn't have to because, well, he's so rich. And apparently he's uh, already got $5 million posted for the appeal on the first judgment against him. And, well, we're just waiting to, waiting for Robbie Kaplan to file the third suit against him. Yeah. And as I noted last week when it began, uh, the CPAC um, circus complete with this way to the egress signs all over the place, uh, was it uh, Gaylord's National Harbor Hotel outside of D.C. this past week and weekend. And it, uh, well, it, it, it wasn't quite the rousing affair that it has been in the past. Matt Lewis, writing at the Daily Beast, said that CPAC, well, the, the bloom is off the rose, I suppose we could say. And nobody's showing up for that grift in nearly the numbers that they show up for Charlie Kirk's Toilet Paper USA. They got 20,000, they got 20,000 marks, I mean rubes, I mean uh, attendees to come to its America Fest toward the end of 2023. And then noted a uh, tweet by uh, Stephen Sensky, who attended CPAC this year, 
and posting a photo of a nearly empty room, said, I've seen bigger Tupperware parties. And uh, added, uh, Matt Lewis did, just as the Republican Party has become smaller and weirder in the Trump era, so too has the conservative movement. Add all these things up and CPAC is a shell of its former self. As Jimmy Kimmel put it, this year's CPAC looks to be a who's who of who won't accept the results of the election. Sadly, he was right. But Nitwit Nero barked and grunted and hooted and growled and moaned and whined uh, Saturday evening to the adoration of a small handful of uh, people who showed up to CPAC to check out the breakout uh, break breakout meetings like uh, uh, Stop the Steal. Well, this was actually a January 6th themed pinball machine. When I first read it, I thought it was a January 6th thumbed pinball machine, and I was like, thumbs in pinball? What? I tend to use my middle fingers for the flippers. But uh, no, this pinball machine had seven different modes. Stop the steal, fake news, peaceful protest, it's a setup, Babbitt murder, have faith, and political prisoners. You know what else they had at CPAC, since this is, in fact, Moran Monday, y'all? Nazis. Uh, They had... They had... I think we can say a surfeit of Nazis. Not surf Nazis. A surfeit of Nazis. And so NBC News reported over the weekend that Nazis mingled openly at CPAC and spread anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and tried to build alliances. The NBC News story said the presence of these extremists has been a persistent issue at CPAC. And in previous years, conference organizers have ejected well-known Nazis and white supremacists such as Nick Fuentes the Nazi who says that uh, it's gay for men to have sex with women. Well, this caused accused sexual abuser and boy groper, Matt Schlapp, the head of the conservative union, to say, NBC's claim that there was a Nazi presence at CPAC 2024 is false, misleading, and grossly manipulative, especially coming from a writer who has carried the water for Hamas in much of his reporting on the Israel-Gaza war. CPAC has made it absolutely clear that we stand with Israel and the Jewish people and against the hatred of Jews. Our board and international partners unanimously passed a resolution this week reiterating that strong, clear, and unequivocal position. We hosted a special event at CPAC in celebration of and in solidarity with Israel, and we are leading an ongoing initiative as an organization supporting Israel. Yeah, no. The only problem is that Ben Goggin, who's the deputy tech editor at NBC, said, 
Ah, the Nat the, the Nazis introduced themselves to me at a mixer and said they were national socialists, started talking about skull measurements and pushing the conspiracy theory that all races were being controlled by Jewish people. They were posting about their presence at CPAC online. Also, a post from one mentioned in my piece wearing a CPAC badge. In the next video, he's giving a Nazi salute in the lobby of the conference hotel. There was a notable presence at the conference, whether CPAC was aware of it or not. Either CPAC is lying about having no idea about this, or they simply don't have a grasp on who they approve to come to their conference. But it gets weirder. Matt Schlapp, in turn, who allegedly groped a young man because, well, is it gay for a man to grope a young man just because he needs it? Well, he just gets a little de-hungry. Hey, yeah. Well, CPAC is falling apart at the seams. And uh, his sexual misconduct scandal is going from bad to worse to awful. And uh, one of the people who work in that organization, American Conservative Union, uh, has been hit with a subpoena. Uh, that person is believed to have been a uh, well shredded documents once the news broke of the sexual abuse allegations. Reporter Roger Sollenberger said that on Wednesday, the opening day for CPAC 2024, the Alexandria City Courthouse posted a batch of eye-popping new findings, filings in the sexual battery and defamation lawsuit against Schlapp including a subpoena to a CPAC official alleged to have overseen document destruction days after the accusations were first publicly reported. Schlapp was on notice at the time about potential legal action. The court records show subpoenas to other key witnesses as well, including CPAC officials and other alleged victims. Two young men who previously reported unwanted physical advances from Schlapp have been deposed, including in connection with an alleged incident where the conservative icon, drunk, and stripped to his underwear, rubbed his crotch on a young man at a fundraising event months before the alleged assault at the center of the lawsuit. Gotta wonder how his good God-fearing uh, biblical one man and one woe man uh, lady wife, Mercedes Schlapp, uh, feels about this. Oh, but who knows, you know, when, uh, as, uh, as F. Scott Fitzgerald once noted to his pal Ernie Hemingway, the rich are very different from you and me. Maybe Mercedes Schlapp has a girlfriend. Who am I to judge? It's the sexual abuse that's the problem. It's the groping, oh, guys in their tidy whities or campaign assistants from the Walker, Texas Strangler campaign issues that are problematic. Love who you love. Of course, it doesn't work that way over on the 
maggot side of the political equation. That's a hell of a phrase. The conservative icon, drunk and stripped to his underwear, rubbed his crotch on a young man at a fundraising event months before the alleged assault. Oh, the closet is a fine and quiet place, but none, I think, do their embrace. Except, maybe, maggots. And so, uh, that was a cloud over CPAC. And then, well, there was a reporter who was undercover at CPAC. Um, and he had to go undercover because Matt Schlapp would not allow um, non-maggot media into the meeting, saying that reporters who worked for places like MSNBC would have to pay for a ticket. <laughs> he needs the money. But... Well, maybe that wasn't the best idea because Stephanie Mensimer from Mother Jones bought her a ticket and saw some amazing things and reported on it. She said the general admission pass did not turn out to be the liberal owned that Steve Bannon and the CPAC boss seemed to think it would be. For instance, without my official press badge, people have been nice. No one's hissed fake news at me in the bathroom line. Rather than turn their backs and march away upon my approach, conference attendees have chatted me up unprompted. Admittedly, it felt a bit uncomfortable, and I usually disclosed that I was a reporter, but sometimes they'd already let fly the unfiltered crazy stuff they would never have said on the record. For instance, she... uh at one point was listening to a speech given by a dude bro named Chris Miller. Uh, Chris Miller is, regrettably, from West Virginia. He's running ads right now, as a matter of fact. I unfortunately saw one of them yesterday. That was a real Lulu. Uh, and and you know he's he, he's got a he's got a short sleeve shirt on and he's got big old bulge and biceps that can't that can only be had in a man his age by uh, someone who is willing to access uh, gender affirming hormone therapy. By that I mean testosterone and other anabolic steroids because even cisgender people do gender affirming hormone care. Mm-hmm. Because in Chris Miller's case, it makes him feel all manly, even though it makes his testicles more like raisins. And so, uh, Ms. Mensimer said, like virtually every other speaker at the event, Miller devoted several of his allotted five minutes to railing against transgender health care. Woke doctors are literally making boys into girls. They're practicing mutilation, not medicine. They should be in prison. And that's when a big old burly manly man of masculine manly manly masculinity leaned over to Ms. Mensimer and said, uh, I think we should hang them all. I really do. He had a big black cowboy hat on, he did. And he laughed like we were in on the same joke. I confess that I was too cowardly to tell him I was with the left-wing fake news. 
Later, during a speech by Governor Christy Nomo sitting next to a woman in full-on maggot gear, when Nome declared, There are some people who love America, and there are some people who hate America. My neighbor gave me a small heart attack. Get the fuck out, she yelled furiously, ready to rumble. Get the fuck out! Meanwhile, the old man in the camo Trump hat next to her had somehow fallen asleep. She said, in closing, the experience of covering CPAC outside the pen has been so enlightening that even if he decides next year to give me official credentials, I might just buy a ticket and sit with the rabble. Oh, she really did get a... get an... A, a, unvarnished and unfly-blown uh, view of the Carnival Midway there at the circus. But yeah, Christmas... Oh, we're all going to let no boys in no girls' locker rooms. Quiet, however, on the, ma- on, the, on, the, on the lynching of next Benedict. Everyone hasn't been quiet, however. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, uh, a couple of uh, couple of notes coming in. Um, Stephen New York says, technical financial concept and language of Trump's requirement to post bond for full amount of judgment. And that technical financial concept and language is, he can't. Fuckers broke. Adding, Steve does. I'm so rich, which is why I shouldn't have to pay you. Can I try that at the grocery store tomorrow? First cowbell to Steve. Um, uh, Christopher in Oregon. Shadow banning Alex Jones. Algorithmic shadow banning? Andy Gibb must be behind all of this treachery against poor put-upon Alex Jones' tales of woe. Oh, wait, that's shadow dancing. No singing, Rob. I know. I know, we're at 11.25. We could, if we if we could take it down a little bit, uh, well, we'd have a, well, I mean, we got a fighting chance at finish, finishing uh, February fully funded. Uh, Matt in San Francisco, he was in his underwear at a fundraiser. Whatever happened to business casual? Oh, Matt. Did I... I hope I didn't create that confusion. No judgment on whatever gets him off sexually to each their own, but what's with all the assault? Can't he find a sex worker to work out his fantasies? Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt. Rich people don't become rich by hiring sex workers. Rich people become rich by getting drunk and standing around in their tidy whities and grinding on people while they're drunk out of their minds. And hoping that uh, the wife never finds out. <laughs> I don't think he was in his tidy whities on his way back to the hotel when he groped the young man in the limo. <laughs> it's all so confusing. But yeah, uh, going back to Chris Miller, he's barking and grunting about uh, boys and girls locker rooms and he doesn't understand that trans girls are... Girls, not boys. So, eh. 
But dude is juiced. Look up. I mean, you can look it up on YouTube or whatever, but he's juiced. That dude's juicing. He's juicing more than a, than a, than a ninja foodie. And the attack ads are rolling fast and furious. In another instance, <laughs> I caught this on the same program, as a matter of fact. I was watching CBS Sunday morning. And so YouTube TV decided I needed to see West Virginia political ads. <sighs> Should have told him I was from Poughkeepsie. But they ran an ad from More Capito, who is the son of Shelley Moore Capito, who is the daughter of the single most corrupt man ever to occupy the governor's office of the state of West Virginia. I'm talking about Arch Moore. And the Moore family and the uh, Mansion family are old chums from way back, going all the way back to when the Mansion family helped Arch Moore become the Republican governor of West Virginia. And when the Mansion family helped uh, Cecil Underwood become the governor of West Virginia. Democrats for Moore and Democrats for Underwood. Joe to the mansion born denies this to this day, but, well, no one believes him. And nor should they. But Moore Capito is also running for the Republican nomination for governor. Uh, he does not look like he's on steroids. He's more of a... I think I'm using the language appropriately here. I haven't been in the LGBTQ, QQIA, 2S plus community for all that long, but... Um, Matt, look him up. More, M-O-O-R-E, Capito, C-A-P-I-T-O. Look up a picture. I'm saying he looks like a twink. I mean, he's kind of cute, except for that part of being a moor and all. Morin? Moran? <laughs> Don't try this at home, folks. You could hurt yourself. That's for me. I'm just giving it to me. More and you have to explain it, it's not funny anymore. But he's got an ad talking about how he worked so closely with Make West Virginia Great Big Old Goobner Jim Justice to build roads in West Virginia. And at the point in the ad where he's talking about building roads in West Virginia, they show a flyover uh, video of the portion of of U.S. Highway 19 that is, in fact, the New River Gorge Bridge, which was built before Moore Capito had the best part of him run down Shelley's leg. Uh, yes, yes, Ralphs. That's him, former twink. And the other interesting thing about Moore Capito is that him 
being not straight is one of the biggest open secrets in the state of West Virginia. Uh, the, you know, the other term is, of course, closet case. Oh, but more capito is going to be tough on crime, and if anybody abuses one of our precious children or traffics anybody, sex traffics anybody, he, more capito, will put them in prison forever. Yeah, Ralph, it, it looks like he's married and has two kids. That doesn't mean he's straight. Come out, come out, whoever you more. I don't care. Again, it's about the hypocrisy. But it was... Uh, It was funny to see him take credit, well, him and make West Virginia great big old Goobner Jim Justice take credit for the New River Gorge Bridge, which was built in 1976. I was 13. Um, I'm guessing make West Virginia great big old Goobner Jim Justice would have been in his 20s, maybe approaching 30. And uh, already uh, enjoying the fruits of his father's labor. Um, because, well, make West Virginia a great big old governor, Jim Justice, is never... Um, all he had to do was be born with a silver foot in his mouth. And a Kunta Kinte story and all that. Uh, Steve, in New York, more capita to twink? If we're in the twink category, I'm thinking more of a twunk. <laughs> twunk? I didn't know it was a word. Uh, thank you for the introduction to the word twunk. I mean, ah. Emilio asking, isn't a former twink a twink that starts eating too much? Not that I would know what a twink is. Isn't it some kind of pastry? Oh, Emilio, do you really not know what a twink is? Twunk. Damn it, Steve. Um. Hey, says Cynthia in the Bay Area. Hey, Cynthia. Uh, what if I tell the IRS I'm too rich to pay taxes? Do you think they'll go for it? I would not suggest you make that attempt. No. Uh-uh. It's fun to think about, though. Y'all, i got to tell you, I am excited. It, it looks like uh, March is going to come in like a lamb. Because uh, next weekend we're going to have highs in the mid 60s and sunshine all day long. I may I may get some sun on my freckles. That's always exciting. I need to be warm. 
uh, <laughs> uh, regarding Trump grandpa all the way back to the beginning of the program, Brother Deacon Asa says, uh, Frederick Trump wasn't a pimp, you lying lib talker. He provided entertainment to the hordes of gold rush rubes who swarmed northern British Columbia, damn it. And who, know, who knows, there may be some unacknowledged little drumps uh, running around in the Klondike to this day. Yeah. But since I was talking about the... Uh, uh, West Virginia and maggot politics, by the way. Last year, you know, we had a, 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 a medical ban go through for trans kids. But at the last minute, when the bill got to the Senate, a couple of physicians in that body said, we are not going to be party to driving any child to suicide. And so they put an exception in, to, and it's it's fairly unique in uh, in regard to uh, maggot states. Um, our trans uh, our, our trans adolescent medical care ban has an exception for children who are whose gender dysphoria is so demonstrably awful that. Uh, they are at a risk for unaliving themselves. Well, the West Virginia House of Delegates came back and re and introduced yet another bill to completely ban gender affirming care, whether it be therapy, social transition, talk therapy, anything that isn't cisgender and straight. And that bill cleared the House on Friday with at least one delegate delegate pointing out that they will ha- that the, 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 the majority in the House will have the blood of some poor little trans kid on their hands. And you know what? They don't care. And they were sleazy about it, because maggots. And they only took up the bill and ran it after the time period had passed for requesting a public hearing. That's just sleazy. But... uh, It's 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 kind of fun. Uh, this next story. John Oliver has apparently run across the footage or the pixelage of the video that of the of the the hearing that I attended on January twenty fourth that we had so much, so much fun with a few weeks back. You may recall this. Um, uh, Sally Ratabom 
and a, a, a song that went viral here inside the horn community. You want to play with pussy all the time. To hide that kind of pussy is a crime. You say you're pussy, clever and so slick. But I think that your butthole's kind of sick. Yeah, you recall that now, of course. Well, John John Oliver found it, or some someone at John Oliver's show found it, and uh, it was uh, it was big fun. As the good God fearing upstanding Bible believing Christ centered evangelical fundamentalist amosexual Christians Republicans. Uh, read, read, read the dirty, read the dirty parts out loud, and really enjoyed it. I suspect. Um, John Oliver noting, while that hearing was clearly ridiculous, the law itself is serious. Violating it can carry a felony charge with a penalty of twenty-five thousand dollars and a sentence of up to five years. Many have called it a book ban, although the bill's backers have pushed back on that with one of the speakers who supported it saying, we are not banning or burning, we are protecting. Oliver adding, I tell you what, you're definitely not protecting, it's my ears. The debate has featured some spectacular testimony from concerned citizens reading out material that they objected to. And then he rolled a uh, a a, a mashup of the testimony in which the nine dirty-minded nine dirty-minded Christians read, uh, you know, about pussy and butt plugs and yeah, and of course John Oliver accompanied it with Chopin's Nocturne in E flat major. Yeah. Um, Cynthia in the Bay Area, I would sure hate to be a trans child of one of those fucking bastards. And given the probabilities, you know, some of those pigs have trans kids, whether they know it or not. My heart goes out to those kids. Broken. Yeah, it's... It, it, every time I see these things, it's all I can really think about. And if I was a praying woman, I'd pray that as soon as they can, they get the hell out of West Virginia and get as far away from their toxic, hate-filled parents, as abusive parents as they possibly can. Uh, okay, learning more about twunks. A twink that's a little more on the muscular side and may actually have body hair, says Steve in New York. Matt in San Francisco. A twunk, it's a word for a guy who's outgrown his twink years. More. He looks gay to me. I mean, he may not be gay, but I'll bet money he has gen- uh, has Grinder downloaded on his iPhone. Oh. <clears throat> but the funny thing is, it's an open secret, and no one seems to be willing to ask him if uh, he is, in fact, to gay. Because... Well, among other things, if you actually wanted somebody to get out of the, to uh, make it through the Republican primary process, and your choice was 
the aforementioned Chris Miller steroid juicer? Or, oh, I don't know, pill-pushing Patty Morrissey? Or more Capito? Your preferred, your preferred uh, Republican nominee, at least as far as I'm concerned, not that I would ever vote for him, would be more Capito. So if he wins the GOP primary here in West Virginia on May the 14th, then then it'll be time for maybe journalists to step to the fore. So, so, more. Are you straight? Really, really straight? How do you feel about the LGBTQ plus community in West Virginia? How do you feel? Because... Well, you know, I'll put all the sex traffickers in prison. More, do you have a do you have a kind word to say about trans kids? But only after he's the nominee, if he is the nominee. I mean, as far as Chris Miller is concerned, all we have to do is sit around and wait for him to start. You know, falling apart from the from the steroids and the gender affirming hormone therapy he takes. Got to, got to, gotta be. So we are pat that we're past the first hour of the program. This is one of those that seems to be flying past. And we've got far more serious stories out there. We do have $1,125 to go to finish fundraising for the month of February. Um, if you'd like to help out, it would be great not to start March with a deficit. And I've still got to deal with like my health insurance premium, things like that. Um If you want to help, help is good. And then, uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm considered a twunk, says uh, one of our members of our community. I don't know if it's okay to disclose, so I don't want to. uh, I don't want to. Don't want to out without permission. Um. Hi, Tamara. Every time I hear anything about Alex Jones, I think, isn't he dead? And then I have a little moment of disappointment. (laughs) Tamara. I know, it's kind of heartbreaking. Now... Over the weekend, there were vigils held across the United States for um, Nex Benedict, who was lynched in the Owasso High School bathroom in Oklahoma. 
the story is horrifying, and it gets worse. Friday, the, uh, the Sheriff's Department in Owasso released a 20-minute-long body cam recording of the school resource officer, you know, the school cop who didn't do shit to protect Next Benedict, interviewing Next Benedict the evening of the assault as, she, as they lay on a gurney in a hospital. And Next Benedict described the entire event that happened to them. Next Benedict told the officer that uh, the, the, the three older girls whom they did not know were mocking them and their friend for how they dressed and how they laughed. And Next Benedict said that they did in fact throw some water from their water bottle on to their harassers and that the bullying had been going on and that they did in fact tell their mom but they didn't bother to tell the school and when the cops said well why didn't you tell the school next Benedict speaking the truth said I didn't think it would make any difference because it wouldn't have because that's the uh culture there in Oklahoma stands since Kevin Stitt and the Oklahoma legislature declared open warfare on the LGBTQ community, emphasis on the T. And the bullying really and the harassment and the torment really ramped up after those laws were passed. See, when these legislatures contemplate these hateful laws, the LGBTQ community does not shrink from telling these vulgar, vicious bigots the harm the bills will do once they become law. Because LGBTQ plus people are experts in our own lives and in the vicissitudes and cruelties that we have to face just for living our lives. But of course, the Oklahoma legislature was acting in the name of Jesus. And did it anyway. Again, because Jesus. Uh, let me look up the story here. It comes from Public Radio Tulsa. And talk about vicious and vulgar. Pardon the clacking.
hopefully that will yield the story. Yeah, there it is. This is about uh, Republican, of course, Oklahoma State Senator Tom Woods. He was at a public forum on Friday evening, even as we were engaged in our Friday on the front porch conversation. The dateline is Tahlequah, Oklahoma. And the original source is the Tahlequah Daily Press. Senator Tom Woods was asked what he thought of the lynching of next Benedict. Every time I see their picture, it just sears me. Because next Benedict looks like the adolescent version of one of my dearest friends but they uh, someone did ask maggot senator tom woods what he thought of nex's death as in conjunction with the hateful laws that the oklahoma legislature has passed and the 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 the, the governor has signed into law so state senator tom woods said you know, him, his tots and pears uh, go out because Nex is dead. But, you knew there was a but. He then added, we are a religious state. That's why uh, Senator Ralph Shorty is probably still in prison after trying to uh, uh, purchase services from a rent boy with a backpack full of drugs in a hotel in Oklahoma stand because we're a religious state. And Senator Ralph Shorty, who may have been a colleague of Senator Tom Woods's, uh, got caught and went to prison for it because he's a sickening child sex trafficker. We are a religious state. We're going to... Now, we're talking about a little dead non-binary kid who was lynched in a public school bathroom, right? We're going to fight to keep that filth out of the state of Oklahoma because we're a Christian state. I happen to know at least one Jew and one Muslim who live in Oklahoma, Stan. Just saying. We're a rural state. We want to lower taxes and for people to live and work and go to the faith they choose. No mention of the people who don't 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 traffic in faith. Uh, his district, uh, Tom Woods Woods is, is in the eastern part of the state and runs from Fort Smith to Grove and includes Tahlequah. And he described a little lynched envy as filth. Filth. But remember, State Senator Tom Woods of Oklahoma Stan is a good Christian. And he's pro-life. 
y'all. Right. Poor baby. By the way, the school resource officer explained to Nex Benedict that if they press charges, uh, the other side, the girls who, at that time she was she was alive, uh, who attacked her, them, uh, that they could they could file charges against Nex for throwing water on them because. I guess in Oklahoma stand throwing a, 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 getting someone wet with water with a water bottle is the same as bashing their little skull into the hard bathroom floor time after time after time. Darlene in Connecticut, Corinne Jean-Pierre, was asked last week what happened to next Benedict about what happened to next Benedict, and she said it was up to the DOJ to take action. So I asked again, where the fuck is Merrick Garland? I wonder if he's pulling a Lloyd Austin or something. Well, you know, we'll take that from the Secretary of Defense, but. That would be a firing offense for the Attorney General, one thinks. Yeah, where is he? Of course, it might be instructive in this instance to take a look backwards in time to the Eisenhower administration. You know how people talk about how Eisenhower was a good Republican president, even though Eisenhower is the primary reason that we did, we in the United States didn't get universal health care in the years following the Second World War when the rest of the world pretty much did. But I wonder what that timeline would look like for, for the Attorney General taking action on the lynching of Emmett Till. And I hope it doesn't offend anybody, but I see, I see Nex Benedict and Emmett Till in the same light. Nex threw water on us. Emmett Till looked at our women. And I suspect in both cases we will find that uh, the the, uh, the people involved with their death lied and are probably still lying because that was certainly the case with Emmett Till. A white woman lied on him and caused his death. How long did it take for the DOJ to get involved in Emmett Till's case? I don't know. That just occurred to me. But again, there were vigils all across the country. And I hope in this era of the uh, 24-second news cycle that Nex 
and, and their life and their and their lynching doesn't simply sink beneath the wave the waves of the latest crisis next benedict's memory deserves better because next was not filth and shame on Oklahoma State, State Senator Tom uh, uh, Woods for saying so. And let me be clear. Shame on every individual in that district who voted for him. Shame. Eternal, undying shame. Oh, by the way, Wave wrote in and said, uh, straight guy here, Twunk needs another cowbell. And, uh, hell to the gnaw, says Steve. You a Twunk? You're a babe. I don't think I suggested I was a Twunk. Or ever had been. (laughs) But thanks for that. Uh, Steve adds, in the name of Jesus... I keep thinking of this statement, help me out, who said this. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So three kids beating another kid to death is what Jesus would have done? Somehow I'm thinking that ain't right, and it's not. But you got to remember, this is Oklahoma, Stan. And if Jesus H. Christ popped down from the clouds in his holy rolls right amongst them, right there in Owasso... They'd probably lynch him, too. You know, nappy-headed, some shade of brown, kind of short, maybe a little stocky. Definitely not blonde-haired and blue-eyed and... (sighs) Aryan. Oh, come on, Robin, says Emilio. You know what happens when you throw water at witches. Well, you've watched The Wizard of Oz. Those girls were afraid for their lives. <sighs> but I'm right there with you, Darlene. Where the fuck is Merrick Garland? Do we need to get him the do we need to get him the Where's Waldo hat? Oh, stop it, Brother Deacon. What was all that clacking for? Were you typing out the story on an IBM Selectric? That's for IBM Selectric. No, I was just trying to find the story. Uh, uh, Lou writing in from PA. And this was the next story in the stack anyway. Say his name, Aaron Bushnell. Aaron Bushnell. An active duty United States Air Force Airman. Who over the weekend stood in front of the Israeli embassy and said, I will no longer participate in a genocide. 
doused himself in gasoline and lit it. Of course, the assholes are saying things like that. Well, he sure showed them, didn't he? I think he did so on the same day that Psycho BV showed up on uh, CBS's Face the Nation and burbled on and on and on about the necessity to make Palestinians go away. And, uh, well, at least the Biden administration is slowly figuring things out. Figuring out that, you know, this country doesn't just have Jewish people and Christian people and non-believing people, that there are also Muslims here. Who, in places like Michigan, are decidedly pissed off at him, feeling like, President Biden doesn't really give much of a tinker's damn about the Muslim, about Muslim Americans, and particularly Palestinian Americans. Uh, I, I had a story in the stack last week about some Muslim activists in Michigan who are calling on Muslims in Michigan to simply not vote for Biden in the March 5th Democratic primary in that state as a means of sending him a message. Well, okay. Because you know what, guys? Another Trump presidency would be awesome for the Muslim community, wouldn't it? Because the first one was simply great. But the Biden administration, uh, after uh, after a, a shooting and a killing in the West Bank, has finally uh, re- restated and recommitted to the principle, uh, the U.S. Uh, principle that the Settlements, the Israeli settlements in the occupied territories are, in fact, illegal. I actually sat through the interview with Psycho Baby on Sunday with my stomach churning as he sought to legitimize the ongoing genocide and what he's about to do to people in Rafah who have nowhere to go. And bless her little heart, Margaret Brennan didn't quite have the nerve to ask Psycho Bibi why he has literal convicted criminals, literal genocidal maniacs in his cabinet. Because among other things, Beelzebub Smotrich has announced that uh, there's going to be more settlements 
more squatters, more thieves, and babbled about something about, we will not stop until all the holy land of Israel, the sacred sand of Israel, is in Israeli control. Uh, the announcement of U.S. policy was made concurrently by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken in Buenos Aires, and it was reiterated by John Kirby in Washington, D.C. at the White House, Kirby being the national security spokesman and a former admiral in the U.S. Navy. We've actually, remember, and, and, and I know this is apples and oranges, but it's worth remembering that Joe Biden, when he moves, moves decisively. You might recall back somewhere between 2009 and 2016 when it was the stated policy of the Obama administration that gay people were not worthy of being able to be actually, no kidding, married. But that civil union uh, should be the way. Have we forgotten that it was Joe Biden, vice president of the United States, who yanked the rug out from under his boss and, and, and said, gay people should have the same right to get married as a straight couple in this country. And almost immediately affected change in terms of White House policy on marriage equality. He can move every bit as fast on Israel. During his administration, the White House has reiterated that anyone in receipt of military assistance is under an obligation to observe United States regulations on the use of, the, of, those mil, of that military hardware and international law. And Psycho Bibi uh, just thumbed his nose at it. And Joseph R. Biden is not prone to take that kindly. I wish he would do more. I think he will. The evidence is pointing to the idea that he will. And he does appear to be listening. And honestly, I see this in forums um, related to people like me. Joe Biden isn't doing enough for the trans community. And honestly, I facepalm at that. This administration has done more 
to try to protect and safeguard the rights of trans people in this country than every other administration in the history of the United States combined. The Biden DOJ is in court fighting these fascist maggot states who are trying to strip civil rights away from trans people. I dare say there's less of us than there are of Muslim Americans. And this administration is not just going to be Bibi's Bibi's lapdog. And I don't know if Bibi's figured it out yet. But that spigot, the money spigot, has an off handle on it. And Psycho Bibi is doing everything in his power to try to push the United States into using it. Uh, Why, yes, as a matter of fact, Steve, in New York, hold on a sec. Are you saying that Netanyahu has been echoing his own party's manifesto that Israel will span from the river to the sea? Yes. That's exactly what Beelzebub Smotrich and what's-his-fuck Ben-Gavir, both of them convicted criminals in Bibi Netanyahu's cabinet, have been saying and have never been shy about saying it. Oh, thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Just saying, hey, Robin. Hey, Christopher. And so now we are down to 11.20 to go to fully fund the month of February. 11.20. And if we uh, uh, if we get down to... Well, if we raised uh, 220 more dollars, we'd be fully funded for today. PayPal buttons over at headon.live on the main page. Much appreciated, Christopher. Thank you so much for your kindness. Oh, where else? Well, we all know that uh, Orange Julius Geezer won in uh, won in South Carolina on Saturday. It was it was supposed to absolutely thrash Mrs. Governor Ambassador Speaker of the House Haley. It didn't work out quite that way. And uh, over there on my filthy morning habit, they seem to enjoy discussing it this morning. 60% in South Carolina, which is your strongest state. I mean, Wall Street Journal editorial page this morning has a point. If you, if you, before we get into the news, I know a lot of people have been talking about uh, South Carolina, but I think the Wall Street Journal editorial page has it right here. Let me read it. Yet Ms. Haley won nearly 40% of the vote, 
which, as she said in her remarks Saturday evening, is not some tiny group. That's especially true running against a quasi-incumbent who's endorsed near, who was endorsed by nearly every GOP official in the state. None of them want to risk getting primaried. Yet, as in New Hampshire, the size of her vote shows that millions in the Republican Party do not want Mr. Trump in the White House. A Fox News voter analysis found that 59% of Ms. Haley's voters said they would not vote for Trump. Let me say that again. 59% of Haley's voters said they would not vote for Trump if he's the GOP nominee. And the exit polls showed that 36% of all Republican South Carolina voters said a conviction in one of his criminal trials would make him unfit to be president. So even if most of those voters hold their noses and vote for Trump in a race against Mr. Biden, the question is, how many stay home, vote for a third party, or go over to Mr. Biden? Even a 10% defection could be divisive and decisive. If Mr. Trump can't win over more of her voters, he could make Ms. Haley a profit, of course, and they're talking about when she said, if Donald Trump wins, we're going to lose. And let me just real quickly uh, go to John Heilman before we jump into the news here. Uh, John, uh, you, you've got a guy that's about to win the nomination for the third time, and he's losing 50 percent of the Republican vote in Iowa, 40 percent uh, of it. Uh, in South Carolina, which we've all, all always said is the strongest state. And so, yeah, I mean, if if I'm running for the first time and I'm getting 59 percent, I'm happy. If I'm a three time and basically a three time incumbent, the, those are those are the real warning signs. You know, we hear people warning about Donald Trump and I certainly get it. He's a, he is a threat to American democracy. But right now, uh, 40 percent of his electorate is a threat to him even getting there. Well, yeah, Joe, I, 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 a point we have a, a reasonable comparative point here. Uh, you know, the Democratic primary in South Carolina took place um, quite recently, uh, not the same day as the Republican primary. Joe Biden, the incumbent president, Donald Trump, as you point out, kind of a, a quasi-incumbent. Uh, everybody says he has an iron grip on the Republican Party. Joe Biden won 96.2% of the vote in the, in the Democratic primary. Uh, Marianne Williamson and Dean Phillips, his two challengers combined, got about 5,000 votes, uh, about 5,000 votes, about 4%, uh, whereas Nikki Haley got 298,681 votes for about 40%. So, I mean, it's not apples and oranges. Joe Biden is an actual incumbent. Trump's a, a quasi-incumbent. Trump, however, has run in South Carolina three times. He ran in 2016, 2020, and now this time. So, you know, the, the, there is a... You know, there is a, if you talk about who has an iron grip over his party, who has total control over the party, who has the loyalty of the base of the Donald party, Trump. it's not Donald Trump compared to Joe Biden, and it's certainly not uh, Donald Trump compared to, you know, even more Donald Trump has been in the past in South Carolina. So, look, I mean, all of those exit polls you cited uh, should be worrying for, for Trump. There's also financial stuff we can talk about uh, that it should be worrying for Trump that's, that's more, that's not down the road, that, that's coming real soon. Uh, right. I, this is not, that was not an unalloyed. Look, give the man yeah. the win. He's he's mm -hmm. he's won three. You can't take that away yep. from him. Wins a win. He's going to be the nominee. He's going to be I'll probably have the the twelve fifteen delegates uh, by the middle of March. But man, if you don't see the warning signs, if Chris Lasavita and the people around him do not see the warning signs, and they are smart people, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that he and Susie Wiles yeah. they see it. They're pretty clear. Smart people. They want him out of the race. I mean, they want her out of the race, and, yeah. and, and for good reason. And for good reason, they want her out of the race. But, Mika, I'll give you, again, a couple of numbers here. And I will say, I'm, 
I have said this before, and, you know, I got enough problems on Morning Joe. Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to avoid flop sweat. Mika will tell you I'm a flop sweater. He's I just sweater. am. I'm a yeah. big guy. I sweat all the time. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying. I'm just. I'm just trying. You know, to not look like Elvis '77 every day. So I don't want to judge other news outlets. I will just say I've been surprised, Mika, by the alerts that I get when Donald Trump Donald Trump smashes Haley for victory right. or whatever. And a couple of weeks ago, I think it was New Hampshire. Donald Trump routes wasn't it. You know, we're hearing Trump's going to win by 30, 35 points in South Carolina. How long have we heard that? We heard he's going to win by 30 points forever. Again, he always underperforms uh, as far as margin of victory in the polls. Always does. And, and yet, yeah, this was supposed to be a 30-point win. It ended up being a 20-point win. But again, that's not the issue here for Donald Trump. If you're uh, Chris or Susie inside his campaign, what you're concerned about, or what I would be concerned about, I don't want to speak for them. What I'd be concerned about is she won 40% of the vote, but here we go. Fox News voter analysis found that 59% of her voters, mm -hmm. 59%, said they would not vote for Donald Trump if he's the GOP nominee. And 36% of all South Carolina Republican voters said a conviction in just one of his criminal trials would make him unfit to be president. Now, why am I underlining this? I'm underlining this because I've been saying on the show for months now that what I've been hearing from my Republican relatives, my Republican friends, from Republicans who voted for Donald Trump twice yeah. over the last summer, over the last year, you'll remember, I won't uh, uh, say his name, uh, reveal him, but uh, a, a member of my family who voted for Donald Trump twice sat with us last summer and said that he and his friends in, uh, in I'll just say a suburb, uh, a contested suburb, always voted Republican, will not vote for him, will leave, leave the, 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 the slot open. Uh, and again, these were hardcore Trumpers who, you know, I'll just say, uh, uh, really concerned me in 2020 when they voted for him again. They're gone. And so when you see yeah. these numbers that, you know, a third are saying they're not going to vote for Donald Trump, that's where it's starting to show up. Well, and that is something the Trump campaign is going to have to focus on between here and the end of the year. You mentioned Fox News exit polling. Um, there's, you know, different exit polls that have uh, potential trouble ahead that's even more for Donald Trump in a likely general election rematch with Joe Biden. As Politico points out, Trump lost moderate and liberal voters to Haley by a wide margin, citing exit polling from the Associated Press. In addition, a little over one in five GOP primary voters said they would not vote for Trump in November if he was the party's nominee. When asked by NBC News, 81% of Nikki Haley supporters said their vote was more of a vote against Trump than it was for Haley. Haley also beat Trump with college-educated voters, 54% to 45%. 36% of all voters also said they would consider Trump unfit for office if he is convicted of a crime by Election Day. And despite Trump's continued efforts to push the big lie, 36% of Republican primary voters said Joe Biden was legitimately elected in uh, yeah, but 2020. 36 whole percent, y'all.
<sighs> the calls are coming from inside the house. I know, Stephen New York says a quasi-incumbent. What the ever-living fuck is that? One is an incumbent or not. Let's make this very clear. Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Joe Biden is the incumbent. Donald fucking Trump is an oversized Oompa Loompa, not the incumbent. Well, but having to say Grover Cleveland wannabe Donald Trump every time, it's just cumbersome, Steve. Uh, And uh, Matt with a note. The BB interview... I got chills when he was asked about where the people in Rafa are supposed to go, and he said, Well, we've cleared the north so they can return there. Ah, you mean they should just get comfortable with sitting on rubble? Bibi is a sick fucker. Yes, he is. He needs to be standing in the dock at The Hague and then spend the rest of his life doing either the Spandau Ballet or being the only resident of a massive prison. And, of course, it's not like Israel is going to let aid go in to rebuild Gaza because the ultimate goal is for the only building in Gaza to be building Israeli settlements. Anyone who believes that Israel doesn't want to put more put Israeli settlements where, where the Palestinians used to be, well, that's just, that's just willful disbelief. But yeah, I got the same chills, Matt. And he is a sick fucker. Uh, Trump's numbers in the clip we just played, Matt said, you know what I took from all that back and forth about horrible 45's numbers are? What kind of fixes do they have in place? How are they going to steal the election this time? By the time we figure out how they cheated, the orange guy would already be in the White House. I mean, I can't see how these billionaires can't read a poll. I mean, numbers are kind of their thing. Well, Matt... My guess is, is they this time they want, you know, again, uh, posit the following. Y'all, they're doing it again. And the it that they're doing this time is to try to throw the election into the House. This theory was floated during the 2020 cycle. And they couldn't quite, couldn't quite finish the job. They learned, okay? They learned. And remember, a failed insurrection that is insufficiently punished is just a dress rehearsal for the one that succeeds. I mean, am I wrong? They'll try to throw it into the house where... Mullah Moses Mike or some other asshole will take the numerical advantage. Remember how this works. When it gets thrown into the House, each state delegation gets one vote. One vote per state. And in this case, the way the House is currently comprised and will be on January the 6th, 2025... The number of states that have maggot majorities is greater by a couple of states than states that have decent uh, constitution 
upholding majorities. So think along those lines. By the way, we're down to 1120, and Ralph's just sent along a photo of Tegan. If someone contributes to Robin, I'll send Tegan to need their leg. P.S. Maybe. Maybe, you know, like, I'll forward you the photo. <laughs> That's sweet, Ralphs. Thank you. Uh, so if you would like to have your uh, uh, leg virtually needed by sweet little tuxedo kitty Tegan, kick in and maybe help us get down to under 1100 bucks. And uh, Lou writing in, uh, the, uh, the Chuck Coke, because Dave's dead, uh, Chuck Coke and the uh, Americans for Prosperity Action Pack have cut off uh, Mrs. Governor, Ambassador, Speaker of the House, Haley's money spigot. But she's going to go on through Super Tuesday. I, th- I think she's still trying to make sure that she's around when the orange skid mark goes down. And by goes down, it can take any number of forms. It could be a criminal conviction. It could be uh, a simple matter of Todd's law. He ain't going to make it. It could be a stroke. It could be a complete uh, mental meltdown. It could be the dementia that he's already obviously suffering from. It could be that scenario in which we have talked so often about him. Well, being wheeled into the courtroom with a plaid blanket over his lap and a bib on and oatmeal dribbling out of his drooling mouth. And Nimrata wants to make sure that she's the one who's there. When that eventuality comes along, going all the way back to Twunk, because the things that happen on the, on this program, um, I said earlier that someone wrote in and said, I'm considered a Twunk, LOL. And I said, I didn't want to out anybody, anybody voluntarily. Well, TJ wrote in and said, go ahead. So that's TJ in Iowa, who is a, uh, yeah, who said he is considered a Twunk. And, uh, by the way, coming from Steve, you know how much I love you in the horn. However, on the genocide in Palestine, as it concerns Biden, I could not disagree with you more. For me, Biden is fully complicit here. I'm not sure why I'm I'm emailing you other than to go on the record about it. I will continue to support the horn. I will continue to support you because I'll be goddamned if I'll stand by when people trample on your simple right to exist. However, and yes, I know I'm in a solid blue state, so I have this luxury, but I just can't vote for Biden. 
I understand, and it's your right. But the president by himself is not complicit. That complicity extends throughout the entire Congress of the United States as well. And in point of fact, uh, breaking news from the New York Times just moments ago, uh, answering questions from reporters, President Biden said uh, he expects a ceasefire to hope uh, to, to begin, he hopes, by the end of the weekend. Biden went on to say, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. We're not done yet. My hope is by next Monday we'll have a ceasefire. It'll be about 30,000 lives too late. But it might save far more thousands of lives. Maybe we're finally learning a hard lesson about what happens when we blindly back a fascist regime in Israel. Because make no mistake, even though Biden, or not Biden, even though Bibi uh, uses the rhetorical fig leaf that they're not in the war cabinet, Beelzebub Smotrich and Shitstein Ben Gavir are very definitely members of the cabinet and they are the ugliest of fascists and genocidal maniacs to the core um, Randy Radar says that's why Dems must control the house on January 30, uh, 3rd 2025 or else Mullah Mike won't certify I know uh, as to Trump and a mental breakdown, Matt in San Francisco says, to be honest, how would we know? We already can barely string enough words together to complete a sentence. Well, this would be for courtroom purposes. You know, it's it's like mob bosses do, Matt. They show up in the aforementioned wheelchair with the aforementioned plaid blanket, the aforementioned uh, uh, bib, and the aforementioned dri- dribbling oatmeal to send a message that they are not competent to stand trial. And no one's going to convince me that someone hasn't already posited that scenario uh, inside his legal, and I'll use the term loosely, brain trust. Oh, no. No, no. Uh, by the way, Shorty in L.A., um, who is a veteran herself, says whenever there's a mass exodus of military officers, it's kept very quiet. There's more active duty news unreported besides an Air Force member who recently chose to make the ultimate self-sacrifice for the sake of peace at the Israeli embassy in D.C. this weekend. <sighs> Say his name, Aaron Bushnell. And he was loved by the people who knew him. He wasn't some wild-eyed maniac. And I don't and there is some video, it is it's it's pixelated out when he actually lights himself a fire.
But a cop runs up. A black-clad cop runs up. And in this particular instance, I don't mind using the word pig. Because that was a pig. A man in an act of ultimate self-sacrifice sets himself ablaze in front of the Israeli embassy and some black-clad cop runs up and draws a gun on him while he burns alive. Another uniformed officer, officer said, I don't need somebody with a gun, I need a fire extinguisher! And he died. Aaron Bushnell, some time later, in horrifying agony. Maybe the first thing they need to build in Gaza is a monument to Aaron Bushnell. Jesus. By the way, as we enter the third hour of the program, it's worth noting that this is a conversation radio program, so if anybody's got anything on their mind, be under your bonnet, burr under your saddle. Uh, chime in. Stress line's wide open. Phone's fully charged. 844-843-4676. 844-THE-HORN. The other line, 304-574-8178. And, of course, you can always get in via... Skype, Robin, R-O-B-Y-N, one word, Kincaid Horn, K-I-N-C-A-I-D-H-O-R-N, the other. If you've never communicated uh, with the program that way, send me a contact request and we'll get right after it. But uh, I feel like we always come up with the best answers and the best uh, well, the best understanding of the problems when we uh, when we engage in conversation and dialogue, as opposed to me just sitting here and pontificating. Wait, I can't pontificate. I'm a girl. We're not allowed to pontificate. We can't even vicarate or monkate. That was a that was a, a particularly weak attempt at humor. Uh, Matt in San Francisco. I need a fire extinguisher, cowbell girl. Yeah. And it's a pity we can't find out the name of that black-clad pig, because it would be good to name and shame him. Yeah, well, maybe it was some asshole from the Israeli embassy. I really don't know. Oh my goodness, thank you, Steve. To back up my last email, a challenge. 
I will continue to support the horn. I will do so with an Esther Price $100 challenge. A $100 contribution to the horn gets you five boxes of Esther Price chocolates of your choice. Oh, and those chocolates are so freaking good. I have heard. I've only heard. But everyone says without fail that they are absolutely decadent and wonderful. So, kick in a hundred bucks to the horn. Five boxes of Esther Price chocolates are yours, courtesy of Steve and New York. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. And this is just an apropos of nothing. But can anybody explain to me why AIs appear to be inherently Nazi? You remember years ago, I think it was Microsoft, released an AI chatbot, and it took about 24 hours before it became a complete Nazi based on its learning? Well, it's kind of happened again. Google has software called Gemini AI. And with the best of intentions, oh my God, Google released Gemini AI to generate images of people. I saw one of the images over the weekend and just, uh, it, was, it, it was like nuclear facepalm. What they were trying to do with this AI was get it to display more people of color. It didn't just go wrong. It went disastrously, absurdly, racistly wrong. I mean, bad wrong. Stupid wrong. Uh, so they're not going to let it generate images of people anymore because it led to what is being referred to as um, inaccurate, inaccurately diverse depictions of history. And so images showed up on social media lately uh, (laughs) of racially diverse Nazis. And racially diverse American colonial settlers. It's been online about three weeks now. 
This past Friday, Google explained in a blog post that it had failed to program exceptions for cases in which diversity would definitely be out of place. Uh, Prabhakar Raghavan at Google said, uh, yeah, what resulted was uh, hmm, embarrassing and wrong. There was one image that showed. I can I can I cannot. I can't for the life of me recall uh, who it was. It was someone fighting poverty, and it was some white person with a gun or a sword being beset by an attack by. African children? I remember seeing it and looking at it and... What? But there it is. And all of this comes with the backdrop of... uh, of the ongoing assault on... DEI... Leon Scum has been quite vocal in his outcry against any attempt at inclusion of anyone but white folks. Um, Elon, uh, the ghost of P.W. Botha is on the white courtesy phone for you, uh, Elon. Elon Musk, white courtesy phone. Elon Musk, white courtesy phone. And we do, and we do mean white. Matt. So wait, Kunta Kinte wasn't on the Mayflower. I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to get back with you, Matt. I'll need to check with uh, Make West Virginia great big old Goobner Jim Justice on that. Good Lord. Angelo in the People's Republic of the Bronx. Uh, subject, voting your conscience and other BS. I get so tired of Democrats voting their consciences in the face of existential threats. Back in the day, I voted my conscience and supported Ted Kennedy because Jimmy Carter was too warlike for my good. Yeah, I was a proto-Bernie bro before it was cool. What did we get? Ronald fucking Reagan, and we've been digging out of the hole ever since. Right now, there's no such thing as a safe state. Today, I'm a full-blown socialist, but I'm going to pull the lever for Joe despite the fact that I live in a safe state. And I'm fully against capitalism. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi pissed me off with we're capitalists and that's the way it is. Now, if I, as a socialist with a capital S, can pull the lever for Joe, you can too. Thanks, Angelo. Uh, I, I've never I've never known you to equivocate, and this is one of those instances, right? Uh, thank you for that. I mean, the the opposite of that is if if I were a maggot, I'd live in a safe state. I mean, blood red as West Virginia is. 
I think I've got a I think I've got a pretty clear record of being heatedly opposed to genocide anywhere and the genocide in Gaza ongoing and remember that genocide has more or less been determined as a matter of law by the international court but even though I'm probably, you know, Nitwit Nero got more votes in 2020 in West Virginia than he got in 2016, and we were the maggotiest state in the union in 2016. You know, uh, Jehoshaphat was talking about how South Carolina was the most pro-Trump state in the nation. I hate it when we get ignored here in the Mountain State. Uh, granted, we don't have the lovely weather of South Carolina, but we do have a Charleston. We do. It just doesn't have a harbor. It's just got a river, another river that meets it that 10 years ago was had more than 40,000 gallons of deadly poison put into it by a, a, a coal industry support corporation, Freedom Industries. I, but we're 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 pretty thoroughly maggoty. If we've been paying attention to the stories I've been sharing coming from the maggot legislature here, that should be abundantly apparent. And I am on the ballot for the primary for my house district here. But I'm not going to leave the president the presidency blank. Because I can do more, I can do more with my vote for Biden than I can do leaving it blank and I'm not averse to leaving races blank. I can't count the number of times that I have left Joe to the Mansion Bourne's slot blank when his election came around, when his when his elections came around uh, when he first ran for Senate I voted for Ken Heckler who was a nonagenarian at the time whom I knew but I voted for him in the primary and then in the general I left Joe blank So it's not it's it's not like I'm I've never voted for a Republican. I don't plan to ever vote for a Republican. There were good liberal Democrats in South Carolina who, uh, nonetheless, because you can engage in this kind of shenanigans there, uh, showed up to vote uh, in that state's primary because Democrats can vote in the Republican primary. Republicans can vote in the Democratic primary. The Democratic primary is already over. And so this individual, I saw uh, a uh, video from her on IG, and she said, and and uh, I think she, I'm not, I'm pretty sure she's queer. 
But she said, I showed up to vote in the Republican primary today in South Carolina, y'all, and I feel great about it. She added that there was no way in heaven, hell, or anything in between that she would ever vote for Nikki Haley in the uh, general election, and God knows not Trump, but she went to vote for Nikki Haley because, in her words, she has at least a modicum of decency. I, I think you'd need a... This is just me. This whole program is just me this evening. Yeah, again, lines are open. But... It's just me, but any 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 modicum of decency that Mrs. Governor, Ambassador, Speaker of the House, Haley, has... Ah, you kind of need a scanning electron microscope to find it. I mean, just saying. Uh, Shorty in L.A., Skidmark, oh, hell no, it will be. What will be? His orange man baby will just be simply walking and talking shit, and his fluorescent shit-talking self will slip and trip. You know, Robin, one of those trips where he tries to break his fall with his hands, that doesn't work. And when he tries to grab the back of somebody, that doesn't work either, because they move to avoid his tiny, nasty-ass hands. Hence, hurling orange man baby, OMB, concrete to skin, leaving huge orange skid marks down the street. Drivers are so confused by the orange marks in the road, they're driving slowly, thinking it's some new 2024 construction mark. Just saying. And a girl, Shorty. <laughs> some kind of new construction. Uh, Emilio says you wouldn't expect a white South African to be against DEI. Poor Musk. Everybody's against him. Poor baby, I know. So uh, we got about 45 minutes left in the program. Steve's Esther Price Challenge is on the table for a $100 contribution to the horn. Steve, we'll send you five boxes of Esther Price chocolates, and they are yummy. So when you first come, first served, um, it hasn't been taken yet, but it will probably it probably will be. And, you know, that's I don't even think that that's not even much above that. I don't even know if that covers Steve's costs and mailing. It really is a generous offer. Uh, Matt in San Francisco, Nikki, she strikes me as the kind of lady who, once she runs you over with her SUV, she might get out and drag you off the road and put you in the gutter. You know, where we belong. That is, that's absolutely true. Um, just a second here. Browser froze up. Uh, answering the question I put forward earlier, 
Brother Deacon Asa says, it, AI, goes Nazi overnight because there's no such thing as artificial intelligence. It's machine learning. It sifts through the plethora of material that's available on the Internet, and it spits out something along those lines. And guess what? There's plenty of Nazi propaganda on the Internet. I keep harping on this, and it falls on deaf ears. There is no intelligence. AI is a party trick. And sometimes it can be used for good. I used AI to uh, age regress myself and see what AI thought I would have looked like as a high school senior. I was quite pleased with the results. Because it was fun. Okay, restarting the browser. Hopefully all better now. No. Let's try this again. God, Matt in San Francisco, San Francisco, it's almost like you wrote the uh, prompt for a uh, for a parody song. Down in the gutter where we belong. No singing. Don't know why the browser's freezing like this. I haven't had that happen in a while. Must be something to do with the thousand tabs that I have open. Sorry, just a second. Maybe that was the problem. Oh, uh, a little bit of good news. The German parliament voted this past Friday to legalize possession and controlled cultivation of cannabis. Uh, the uh, conservatives vociferously objected and medical associations objected. But it will be possible in Germany now for people to obtain up to 25 grams of drug, uh, drug, of cannabis per day for personal use via cannabis cultivation associations. And a, a, a German can even have up to three plants at home. It will remain prohibited for anybody who's under 18. And Germany follows uh, Malta and Luxembourg, who in 2021 and 2023, respectively, legalized the recreational use of cannabis. Uh, Health Minister Karl Lauterbach called on uh, Parliament to pass the law and said the situation we are now in is in no way acceptable.
uh, Lauterbach pointed to the number of young Germans who get their uh, weed on the black market. The German Cannabis Association said, uh, here's some of the stuff that winds up in black market weed. Sand, hairspray, talcum powder, spices, even glass and lead. Wait, where's the fentanyl? Oh, wait, Germany doesn't have a southern border for it to stream over. And and they actually don't like Nazis and maggots, so consequently, yeah. What is this? Wait, have any of y'all ever heard of this? Sustained use has also been linked to respiratory diseases and testicular cancer. Thank God I got rid of those. Um, uh, Irish Dave says, in my lifetime, Ken Heckler is the best that West Virginia ever sent to D.C. Are you familiar with the axiom, any kind of stick to beat a mean dog, or is there more of a case of the evil of two lessers? Um, Ken Heckler was an amazing man. A bona fide hero during the Second World War. A friend of Harry Truman's. And were it not for Ken Heckler, we would probably still be toddling along or hacking and coughing and dying along with no laws regarding black lung or mind safety and health. He was he he was he was a rare, worthy, honorable, and downright good public servant. Went on to serve as Secretary of State of West Virginia, drove around a red Jeep, played tennis every day, well up into his nineties. And this was uh this was back at the beginning of this century. The hell of a thing. Thanks, Dave. He was a mighty good man. Okay, let's uh let's pop over to the stress line and see who we've got so that this isn't a filler rockster. For three hours. Hey, welcome to the program. Hi, it's Randy Radar. How do you do? Hey, Randy, how are you? Let me take out the speakerphone there. Sound quality should be better. Oh, you so, sound good. Uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to bring up the topic because uh, because I'm a retiree and I'm trying to support someone else who's a retiree, trying to support two households uh, down south uh, with a friend and this. All sorts of new news over my email from Social Security Works that the speaker Mike is trying to form a closed commission, closed door commission to cut Social Security and Medicare. Uh, had you heard about this? No. And uh, this is coming from Social Security Works, which Tom Hartman had recommended uh, was a good organization. Yeah, I know some and, of the, I know some uh, of the folks with those. The guy who. Uh... The guy who played Bowser on Sha Na Na is big with them. Right, yeah, yeah. 
And like he put out stuff like too, uh, even my local newspaper, which is right wing leaning because they got bought out, of course, uh, was saying that people are getting trapped in these Medicare Advantage plans and have to be re-underwritten when they try to get out of them. And that's causing a whole bunch of problems. And, of course, Medicare Advantage is this Part C, which is Parts A and B and D and other benefits and stuff like that. But you can't collect when you get sick because it's an HMO. It's a, it's a nasty HMO private insurance that's government-funded. So... uh John Bowser uh, wrote about that uh, for Social Security Works. Uh, basically, you got one chance, essentially, to get it right when just before you turn 65 uh, for Medicare. And uh, you better get it right because it's, otherwise it's going to cost you a whole bunch later, you know. Uh, you get this uh, you get this magic window when you turn 65, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up because I've got a whole bunch of the foreign community is approaching retirement or almost retired or retired. And, like, they better watch this closely and they better sign up for, for emails from Social Security Works to be informed about what's going that seems, on. Yeah, it seems so. like a good idea. They're a good organization. And, of course, Randy, yeah. what, what you what you bring up is, is, is just a truism of Republican politics long before the advent of Nitwit Nero. Getting rid of Social Security is positively an article of faith. It's a fetish object for the Republican Party. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know about the fox chasers, but, like, like if, if <laughs> this is supposed to be the third rail of, of American politics, you know, uh, I guess no longer, but. Right. What Eisenhower said to that letter and his cousin back in the 1950s was true yeah. for a couple of generations. It is no longer true. You've got you've got maggot yeah, yeah. So, you've got maggot Social Security recipients, Randy, who will advocate for their own demise. Yeah. So anyway, I just want I'll I also want to say, and this is a rather bold statement. I guess I wrote it to you, but you didn't read it on the air. There seems to be no, there was no God in Auschwitz. I saw that. There seems to be no God uh, in in Rafa. Exactly. There was no God in Auschwitz, and there is no God in Rafa. Yeah. So, uh, uh, someone converted me from atheist to agnostic, because there is a wonderment to the universe, you know, and occasionally there seems to be. Something that indicates that that there's a higher power at work here, but I don't think any of the three major religions have it figured out yet. So, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't presume to know the workings of the universe. Uh, well, I got plugged into it at one time in my life, and it was an uncomfortable place to be. <laughs> I can imagine. So, talk about your overload. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll, I'll sign off now. Uh, I, okay, Randy. I want to bring that up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that bit of information. It's uh, it it's worth paying attention to. It certainly is. 
Uh, this Potter guy, uh, apparently, uh, was it, who, who used to be a insurance, a healthcare, uh, yeah, I've met executive. him. I, I, yeah, I've, I've met him and, uh, he, yeah, he decided to tell the truth about the insurance industry and he told brutal truth. Yeah. I met him at several, uh, oh, yeah. several, I met him yeah. at several events in DC and here's the funny thing. And this is just person. Yeah. This is just personal trivia, Randy. But on my living room wall, I have portraits, photographic portraits, very early photographs of my of one of my great great grandmothers and one of my great great grandfathers. And his name mm-hmm. was, and his name was John Potter. And. Uh-huh. When I met when I met Mr. Potter in D.C., I was kind of gobsmacked because it was like looking at the modern. He looks exactly like I mean exactly Randy, like my great great grandfather. Uh, yeah. And I said, well, you know, my great great grandfather was a Potter, and. <laughs> And, and I went and I took a picture and I went on and sent it to him and he wrote back to me and said that is absolutely uncanny. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Your your cousins apparently. <laughs> yeah, very Many very distant. Removed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, sixteen. He, he, I had sixteen. He has basically it, the same. Go ahead. No, you. He has basically the same Medigap coverage that I do. He's not very happy with with the the fact that you have to have Medigap if you're a relatively poor person, because the self because uh, the rich can self insure. But like there's the Mag there's these Medicare supplement plans called Medigap, you know? Yeah, uh, they cover this twenty percent that Social Security doesn't cover. So if you suffer an $80,000 heart attack, you owe, what, $60,000 or something like that? Right, yeah. Uh, on your Medicare, yeah, if you don't have this coverage. That's expensive because the regular Medicare that covers the 80% is only half, is only half the cost of, of the Medigap that covers the other 20%. So per month, uh, even if you get it, Sign up, sign up correctly when you're 65. You don't want the Medicare Part C advantage, and you don't want any type of HMO because if you because uh, they promise you all sorts of benefits, but when it comes to comes to collecting and there's pre-approvals and there's networks and all this other stuff, whereas whereas if you get the proper Medigap policy, uh, Part A and B, uh, standard standard. Med- uh, supplemental and Medigap supplemental. Uh, you, you, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, you, you can go to any doctor anywhere in the U.S. that accepts Medicare without pre-approval for procedures or pre-approval for specialists or in-network stuff. Cause, cause sometimes you'll need a life flight. Or something between one hospital and another, mm-hmm. per se, and the life flight won't be in network, and that'll cost you a, a rank for twelve thousand dollars or so. Okay, because that's not part of any network for the most part. So, uh, 
if you run into these gotchas, and, and the way the way that the Medicare Advantage plans with these zero dollar monthly premiums work that are all over your TV work is they they copay you to death. Okay, so every procedure, every time they take blood pressure, it's twenty dollars. Every time they give you an aspirin, it's twenty dollars. Yeah, they will copay you to death. Oh, I, I, believe me. Now that finally. I now that I have insurance finally, and please Jesus, yeah. I can keep it. Uh, I've learned a lot yeah. about that. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a doctor's appointment on Friday. Forty bucks out of pocket, and then yeah, I went. Yeah. And, and here's a fun one. And this, this this isn't the fault of the insurer, but I went I went, uh, I went to uh, Kroger's yesterday to refill mm-hmm. my prescriptions only to find out that Kroger's didn't sign a contract with my insurance carrier which is probably one of the largest carriers in the state and I really yeah, like yeah. I really yeah. like the pharmacy staff at this Kroger's they're they're sweet to me they're kind uh, yeah it's like it's like a gathering of friends every time I pop by but yeah. if I want if I want to get my prescriptions covered, I now have to move my move my scripts to hated Wally World. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they make mistakes, and it's gross. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I avoid. I'm a, you know, around here. The norovirus is circulating, circulating. There's no cure for it, and it's terrible if you get it. Okay. This is the stuff that came off the cruise ships. They used to get on the cruise ships that used to make everybody sick. It's a terrible stomach bug. Terrible stomach bug. So it doesn't even make you want to go out to Wally World. See what I mean? (laughs) Oh, I know. And speaking of which, apparently there's a cruise ship that may be literally a plague ship. It's coming back to port, possibly full of, wait for it, Randy, cholera. Cholera. Wow. Yeah. So Whoa. no, I don't plan yeah. on I don't plan on getting it getting on any cruise ships anytime soon. Well you know the problem with the cruise ships is some penny pincher decided they didn't need two engines anymore. They only needed one engine. So when that one engine quits, quits in the Caribbean, the whole place becomes a uh, cesspool in an oven. Yeah, that does not. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. Now, who's got, who's going to ask? Does this ship have two working engines on it? You know, one for one for you know, like two two working parallel engines on it. You know. Well, the real so the, the, that answered. The, the the real giveaway, Randy, is the Evan Root outboard uh, outboard motor with the string pull on it. <laughs> right. My father had one of those on on a sailing ship, and like uh, like it was it was an old. Seven horsepower, huge thing. He got secondhand, and it never worked right. And we nearly busted up the boat trying to get started once in a strong tide. Uh, of course, my father had to be a sea captain. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a di- there's a difference between having a having a little assistive outboard on a on you know a thirty a thirty five foot sailing yacht and yeah. Because at least you have the sails. Well, those don't always work, especially in 
Shocking Current to Irvine Cape, Cape Ann, uh, Canal in Massachusetts and like, uh, got caught in a strong, strong current, uh, between the two, two, two sides of the ocean and, and this current, and I couldn't get the thing started. It kept pulling and pulling and pulling and we were about, we were about to get shipwrecked. <laughs> of course, now they have five horsepower things, the tiny little things, you know? Yeah. He could have gotten the five he could have gotten the five horse horsepower tiny little uh motorboat engine well it worked just fine, but no he had to have this huge cantankerous thing he bought second hand. <laughs> well I went through I went through my phase some years ago when I would sit here uh and and design design my own yacht because I was you know, I was gonna hit the I was gonna hit the powerball, design my yacht yeah, yeah. and sail around the world. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was a fun little fantasy, and it was gonna ha- it was yeah, gonna yeah. it was, it was gonna have twin diesels. Yeah, and uh, it was gonna be fifty eight feet. Uh, could accommodate yeah. could accommodate uh, uh, ten people. Mm-hmm. And I I I, um, I ruminated over names and God, it would have been fun. <laughs> well, but, but then again, my, my but then again, down south is convinced he's got to hit the Powerball. I, I think I, I think he buys it just for the dream. Now, like I well, got him down to one ticket, one ticket a, a week or whatever. Well, that's you know that that's what you're doing when you uh, Powerball, Mega Millions, whatever. Uh, that that and it's not a dollar anymore. You know that three dollar ticket because of course you want the multiplier. Uh, that three dollar ticket. Yeah. What what you're doing is purchasing. You know, it's it's kind it's kind of like intellectual property and software. Now, you're not purchasing the software. You never own it, but you are purchasing yeah. a license to use it. And that's what a lottery ticket is for 24 hours or 36 yeah. hours or 48. It is a, it is a license to dream. Okay. Oh, by the way, by the way, my my uh, well, my iPhone says. Uh, uh, 17, iOS 17.4 beta 4 on it. it. Seems to work pretty well. Oh yeah. So, they, they, yeah. Uh, I gen- they, they, I gen- claim, they claim don't go. Don't, go ahead. I generally I generally avoid betas because even the stuff that gets publicly yeah, I released. Too, I got impa- I got impatient waiting for the next update. So, and this phone has been fussed with with cutting customs coming back from the UK where I bought it. And like, uh, so it never quite worked right. <laughs> so, like, I managed to, I managed to, to, to turn on the beta to it. Uh, prior to this, you had to be part of the developer program, you know? Yeah. But now, now it's a feature. You can just turn on the beta update. And, uh, no, uh, you don't want, you don't want anything beta one, beta two, beta three. Yeah. Beta four is probably pretty solid. So, uh, they advise you back up, back, back it up to the cloud first. Probably a good idea. Unless you, I, I guess you can't do it unless you hook it up to a computer. So, right. Well, Randy, you just, have yourself a. Just in a, case it all the beta. You yeah. have yourself Go a ahead. good evening. It's great to hear from you. All right, thank you. And I hope uh, I hope you've gotten all of your 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 homeowner issues addressed and. 
particularly well, particularly your heat plum- pump. Some plumbing coming up. Oh no. Well, no, it's it's just that there's a half bath faucet that, that needs to be replaced, and I was hoping to put in line uh, a four filter. Uh, four filter, uh, whole house water filtration system. And if I, if I get, if I scrape enough together one month, I'm also hoping to put in a whole house search protection system. Oh, that'd be good. For, for the the electricity. Yeah. Well, good luck with all of that. Thank you very much. You have a great evening, Randy. Uh, bye bye. Bye. Our buddy Randy Radar over in uh, Eastern PA. Um, this is God. It, it never at this point in time. Uh, Clarence pubes on the Coke can. Fappy Thomas is just a troll. Reuters has a story, and it's a humdinger. You know, they say only Nixon could go to China. Only a self-hating black man like Clarence Pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas could go out and actively hire a stone-cold racist to be his law clerk. He hired someone named Crystal Clanton. And prior to coming to the court, she worked, of course, at what Reuters describes as a conservative nonprofit organization. And during her tenure there, she sent a text message that said, and I quote, I hate blacks. No, really. Um. Clanton attended, as did one of my dear friends, the George Mason University Fat Dead Tony Scalia School of Law. It's the Antonin Scalia Law School. And last week, and it's known for being a deeply conservative law school, and last week, the Antonin Scalia Law School dropped the dime on Crystal Clanton. She's previously served as a law clerk to two federal judges. Oh, and of course, in the past, Crystal Clanton has worked for Fappy's wife, Ginsurrectionist who I still say has an outs- at least an outside chance of turning out to be co-conspirator number six in Jack Smith's prosecution of Trump in D.C. She graduated law school in 2022. Then she clerked for U.S. District Judge Corey Mays in Birmingham, Alabama. Then she went over to U.S. Circuit Judge, Chief U.S. Circuit Judge William Pryor, at the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, you might recall that William Pryor was embroiled in scandal some years back when photos emerged of him sending out 
sexy time pictures when he was looking for good God-fearing twunky young men who wanted to have sexy time with him. Both of the judges she worked for were appointed by Republicans. Uh, Pryor said she was an outstanding law clerk. But yes, she comes from the same right-wing sewer that most of them do. She was the national field director for Charlie Kirk's Toilet Paper USA, TPUSA. Jane Mayer, in 2017 in New Yorker magazine, uh, reported that she sent a text message to a colleague that said, I, all caps, I hate black people, dot, dot, dot. I hate blacks. End of story. Confronted by the New Yorker in 2017, she said, uh, uh, Crystal Clanton did, I don't remember ever sending that. Those messages do not reflect what I believe or who I am. Nonetheless, at one point she resigned from TPUSA, and then Ginsurrectionist Thomas hired her to assist her in <clears throat> media ventures. <clears throat> and then she couch surfed at Shea Fappy for nearly a year. Yeah, only Nixon can go to China. Only Fappy could hire a, a racist law clerk. Fappy, on the other hand, said uh, that he recommended her to uh, uh, Judge Pryor and said, uh, uh, Bigotry is antithetical to her nature and character. But then again... This is a guy who can't even tell when he's being bought off by uh, or uh, sold as a timeshare among billionaires. Uh, uh, yeah, update to the Gaza ceasefire. Lou and PA says the ceasefire would only be temporary. Sigh. Matt in San Francisco, Jenny Thomas, girl, if she turns out to be conspirator number six, I'll buy you a new summer dress. Oh, damn. Let it be Jenny. Let it be Jenny. Let it be Jenny. Let it be Jenny. Thank you, Matt. Now you got me thinking. I'm hopeless. I am. And, uh, some, th this is fun. Some Russian hackers have said that they will leak Trump trial docs, documents that they hacked from Fulton County if they don't get a, a ransom paid. The organization is called Lockbit. They're threatening to do a complete data dump that would, among other things, put witnesses to ri at risk. Lockbit said... Stolen data will be published on blog. There is no chance of destroying stolen data without payment. And they said, uh, 
We will demonstrate our local strength. Remember, this is a Russian outfit who are talking, and they're talking about negligence and corruption. <laughs> we will demonstrate our local structures negligently handled information protection. We will reveal lists of individuals responsible for confidentiality. Documents marked as confidential will be made publicly available. We will show documents related to access to the state citizen's personal data. We aim to give maximum publicity to this situation. Documents will be of interest to many. Conscientious residents will bring order. Uh, these fuckers are even uh, <laughs> even threatening the FBI. And they say that March 2nd, the same day that Nitwit Nero's response to uh, uh, the uh, response of the plaintiffs in the E. Jean Carroll case is the deadline for disclosure. And they're doing Nitwit Nero's bidding, of course, because they want to disclose the names of the jurors, including jurors on in a murder trial in Fulton County. He's just a mob boss, y'all. Oh, and uh, remember, the $100 Esther Price challenge is on the table, courtesy of Steve in New York. That would get us down to uh, 10.20 to finish the month of February, 10.20. And uh, it, it nets you five boxes of absolutely decadent Esther Price chocolates. Let's run over to the stress line and see who we've got for the uh, remainder of the program. Hey, welcome to the program. So I call in, just as you're talking about the self-loathing Negro hiring a racist-ass white woman to be his, what, his law clerk? Uh, that would be yes. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, 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 reckon, I reckon I conjured you, Tracy. I think you did, because I was, I saw what time it was. And I tuned into the show. You know, I didn't know if you had anybody on or what have you. I, I've, I've been gone pretty much all day um, delivering yard signs for um, Nithya Raman and canvassing at the same time. And I was headed home and it started to rain. I said, well, I'm stuck in, sorry about that. I'm stuck in traffic. So you know what? I'm going to call my girl to see how she's doing. Then I hear <laughs> this motherfucker. It, just, it never stops. If Fappy could hire Clayton, Bi- if Fappy could hire Clayton Bigsby, he would. Oh, girl. Re- remember, you know, re- remember the Dave Chappelle uh, Black Klansman skit, Clayton Bigsby. Oh yes. Yeah, the black man who didn't realize he was a Klansman because he was blind he had no idea that he was black. Woo! 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 Okay. I can't with this 
you know, listening to that and just going with like what's going here on here just in local politics and the money that you know what? I wish that they could expand the court just to get fucking rid of the Citizens United. Because the money that is being put now, remember I think I told you that when Rick Caruso was running against Karen Bass, he put in a hundred million dollars of his own money, so he says. He outspent Karen Bass ten to one. But she still beat him. So we're hoping it's the same in kind with Nithia because the problem was happening with her, her race is that she came in from jump street. As soon as she was elected and like got sworn in in 2021, the campaigns against her started. They have been coming after her since jump street. And then when she got the strongest renter protection in the city of Los Angeles in 14 years, the rich, you know, the landlords, the developers, and the LAPD, they're all coming for her. Like, putting like a million dollars into a city council race system. And so, you know, when you talk about somebody like Clarence, she's on the, you know, Coach Can Thomas, who is the, like you said, timeshare. He's a timeshare Negro. So it's like okay, so this this week you got I'm using him using him for this week, and the other billionaire okay I got him for next week, and oh, I want accountability. It's just ah, that part. It's exhausting, and the more I learn about politics, especially on a local level, the more the, the, the more I, I get angry, but the more, the, but I'm even more um, committed to helping people like Nithia stay in office. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. You know, I mean, people like you, you're running for office. We need we need people like you and people like Cynthia Raman and people like all these people who are holding the are, are holding motherfuckers feet to the fire and they can't they they can't stand it sis. they cannot stand it and they're doing everything not everything but everything I mean within their power. To keep power. The fact that Kevin DeLeon, the one that said those, the last motherfucker remaining that was talking shit on those tapes, he's just, he's playing pulling a Trump. I'm just going to ride the shit out. And he has yet to go. And there's a scary part in that he might be reelected. He has yet to apologize. He has yet to say, I fucked up. Or he did some kind of sorry, not sorry thing. Because that's what they do. Yeah, the but classic the, the classic is, non-apology apology. Right. I, I'm sorry I got caught. I'm sorry if you were offended. Right. Yeah. And the push you go in on. 
Exactly. It is so, it is just so maddening. But other than that, how are you? You know, I'm, 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 I'm rested and the weather was nice and I'm, you know, I mean, I'm in a good place in my head, as good as can be expected. And, uh, I'm daring to dream of spring. Well, it's raining here, like I said. So I was going to be canvassing some more. At this point, I'm not. I'm just going to go and drop off these last two signs and call it a day. Yeah, it's so four. It's it's four. It's four. Oh, it's four fifty-six there now. It's almost five o'clock somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I've had a full day, and um, I'm basically working, oh, wow, I am basically working every day until Election Day. Good. I'm not Election Day. Well, I'm sorry. I'm working every day. I'm sorry. Wait, I meant to say I'm working every day until I leave for Mexico. Yeah, rub it in. I'm sorry. I still love you, though. Oh, I love you. But I, 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 I can kind of hear the fuck you, bitch. Un- it, oh, good. Yeah. I'd hate for you to miss that part. <laughs> well, like I said, you know the reason. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was that, or it was that, or how nice. Yeah, that's up there, right up there. With bless your heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know the how nice story, right? The twin, the twin girls, the twin sisters. No. Yeah, these these twin sisters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they both got married in a dual ceremony, and uh, when they got back, they kind of got together, and, uh, and you know, it's about it was like their first anniversary, and uh, the one sister said, "Well, my new husband, well, you saw the ring." And the other sister said, yes, how nice. And she said, and do you know, he took me to Tahiti for our honeymoon. And her sister said, yes, how nice. And she said, and when we got home, he brought me back to a brand new house. And, oh, it's beautiful. And her sister said, how nice. And so she said, well, what did your husband do for you? And she said, well, my husband sent me to charm school. My sister said, really? What would you learn there? Well, I learned there that when I want to say, fuck you, I just say, how nice. (laughs) Absolutely. That part right there. That part. I'm just, you know, I, I'm just, and I was listening to, I know you're, you're about to go, but I just, I was listening to KNX 1070, you know, traffic and weather on the five. Right. And they were talking about how, I guess the chair, the RNC, um, is, is stepping down and. Yes, yeah, so Romney I, McDaniel I, and. and and they, and they want to put uh, Nitwit Nero's daughter-in-law, Laura. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and then some people say we even saying that there's a, a strong possibility that they would help pay his legal fees. 
Mm-hmm. That's why she's being put in there. How is, how is that even legal? Oh, it's American politics, yes, Tracy. Not- Please, honey. I know you weren't. You didn't. You weren't born at night. You was born. You wasn't born last night. You was born at night. I know. I o k i y a r, girl. I know. I know. I know you know. And then, I mean, there was that, and our girl, Letitia James, is on the roll. First, she got Trump, and now, what's his name, LaPierre? Yeah, Wayne the Peter. The Peter, and she's like, I really wanted to do more, but this is all I could do. Oh, but, no, but but, but she, oh, oh, she, 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 she sent Nitwit Nero into a, blazing orange rage when she said, yeah, you know, I look at 40 Wall Street pretty much every day. And she, and, and, and if, and if there's a, if there's a sale on the courthouse steps, I get the feeling she wants to be the woman with the gavel in her hand. Sold! Oh, yeah. And you and you know she's going to hit him where it hurts him most. Yep. And 40, 40 Wall Street's you one know, of I, them. What's the other? I, I, I guess. Oh God. <sighs> so you know we do have those moments. Those bright moments, those happy, happy feelings in the air, <laughs> you know. Right. Happy feelings everywhere, you know. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm hearing Frankie the Beverly because it's like I have to hear those kind of that kind of music every so often, and then you get these things like you know, you 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 hear what Leticia, Leticia James is doing, and it, it, it makes. You know, for that uh, that brief shining moment, everything up in the world, all right. You know, because we, we have to snatch those moments of, of happiness when we can, because they're fleeting at best. Oh, it's like my it's like my favorite poem. The one they, by, is it my favorite poem, the one by Robert Frost says, "Happiness makes up in height for what it lacks in length." Yeah. I try to. Oh, I, and I know you gotta go, but go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I, say, I just try to. I just try to keep that in mind. We have to. And before you go, I just have to tell you. So yesterday, your girl was a guest on former city, LA City Council person Mike Bottom's podcast. I've never been a guest on a podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically, we were talking about the DA's race and why, um, and I, you know, they, they did the legal part and stuff, fight button, and another young lady, she works for the uh, Attorney General of LA, I mean, I'm sorry, California, she, she used to work for Kamala Harris, and now, uh, when, 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 Cal, when Kamala Harris, the Attorney General of California, now she is for our bosses. So, but she's amazing. So she does the legal aspect, and I gave the human aspect of why 
you know, we need people like your that going in office. And when it drops, I will send you a link. Do please. And by the way, Mike, Mike Bonin was the, the former L.A. City Council person. If you got you, if y'all, you all remember the tape. They were talking, you know, Nuri Martinez was talking about um, his son and calling him a monkey and saying that he should be beaten. Stuff like that. His son, by the way, is black. Mike Bonin is white. Yes. And uh, by the way, um, your neighbor, Shorty, wrote in and she said, uh, De, Leon, De Leon is a complete ass, a total asshole. That's one that's just been finished. After the audio thing, he was involved in an altercation at a holiday toy giveaway. He was on video shoving a local organizer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me, remi- it remi- it reminds me of uh, Madeline Kahn in Blazing Saddles. What a nice guy. Exactly. So on that note, I love you so very much. Just wanted to, you know, to say hey and hi there and ho there. And I love you. Oh, ho there? Really? Really? Ho there? No. Okay, come on. I didn't. Now, see, you're project. Uh, 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 uh. Nah, don't even try that. Don't even project on me. No. I didn't call. See, that's on you. Nah, no, 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 no. So anyway, I love you more than I love my luggage. You be good, or at least be good at it. How about that? I'm trying. I'm trying. I gotta gotta get a, I gotta get up. I gotta get a, I gotta get up early in the morning to get all pretty because I've got a, a video video doctor's appointment. So, you know, there we okay. are. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do virtual stirrups, but I'm sure they'll they'll explain that to me. Oh God! Oh God! Okay. 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 <sighs> I love you. I gotta go. Love you, girl. I'm out of here. Bye. Bye. So that's the program. Got a little extra time in. That's cool. Uh, yes, you're right. Uh, uh, Irish Dave. Uh, her name is La- not Laura. It's Lara. Lara. Doctor Javaro. Doctor Javaga. Lara's theme. 1965. Yes. Lara. So thanks, everybody. And uh, Steve tells me he will keep the uh, $100 Esther Price challenge on the table uh, through tomorrow's program as we try to get knocked down. Uh, uh, let's see. The fundraising goal now stands at 1220 bucks. If somebody responds to it, that'll be $1,120. Uh, and it will be yummy for you. But there's only one. So the first hundred comes in, gets it. Make sure you send me a mailing address. Thanks, Steve. And thanks to all of our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors, our challenge makers, the folks who respond to the challenges. Thank you, Christopher, this evening. Thank you, Billable Rick. Thank you, Ralphs. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to Roger in the chat room. He had to bug, but that's cool. Um, Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you. 
Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, please like and subscribe to the, uh, to the podcast. Leave a comment here and there, a review. You know, gosh, I love this program, something like that. People see that, and they know it's not a bot, and they go, hey, liberal, progressive, behind the cornpone curtain, trans woman, I got to hear this. It really does help. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. And maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe give the RSV vaccine a, you know, never buy a car in this first model year. That, I mean, that's what my doctor said. Check on your pneumonia shot. Check your shingles if you're of an age. Um, wear your mask if you're around groups of five or more. Or anywhere you think there might be maggots because they tend to spread disease. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you. Pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance as best you can. And if uh, if counsel for the parking garage comes toward you saying, "He's so my client's so rich, he shouldn't have to put up a bond," well, ignore Alina Habana 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 like the plague because she is. Oh, uh, and uh, Randy Radar said I just brought I bought two tins of smoked oysters from South Korea. I'm going to test them with my Geiger counter. Yeah, check on that Fukushima uh, Fukushima release water. Uh, do report the results, please, Randy Radar. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later. <laughs>